It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and, of course, wherever you get your good podcast from. We are up to number 27 for December, a Tuesday for 2022. I hope that your Boxing Day spend looking for bargains came off for you and went to plan. A lot of people out and about. Probably the word to describe it is frenetic at the moment. You know, we've talked so much about property this year that it feels sometimes a little bit overwhelming. Do you ever feel that way? But this year it is coming to a close with just four more days after today before we launch into 2023. Have you got your new Year's resolution. Well, I can tell you what mine is, and that is for the Ukraine war to end as quickly as humanly possible. Can you imagine the global positivity and the effect of that happening? It's going to feel probably indescribable. And you know, in our lifetime, we haven't endured or haven't had to endure world wars. So we really don't know what it's like in that moment of when a war comes to an end. But with the Ukraine war, when it does come to an end, we will in part experience this massive, huge relief. And imagine the emotions of the Ukrainian people and what that is going to mean, because if we feel it, it's going to be amplified a thousand percent more in the Ukraine. Well, coming up in just a moment, we are back to property, back to talking property, and we're talking with Martin North. But first, let's check on your birthday calls. If you are celebrating today for December the 27th, happy birthday to you. You are sharing your birthday with Timothy Chalamet. He's turning 26 today. And Savannah Guthrie, the journalist, is turning 50. If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. All right, let's head around the country and have a look at your weather on this Tuesday morning. And I can tell you it's fine everywhere. Sydney expecting sunny skies in 28 degrees. Melbourne, it is also fine, but check on the temperature, 37 degrees. A very warm day in Brisbane, 28 and mostly sunny. And in Perth today, also sunshine with 27 degrees. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Well, right now, let's go to Martin North, the man of the hour from Digital Finance Analytics, who I'm sure has had a very busy year and will be able to have a bit of a breakdown for the year of 2022. A very good morning to you, Martin. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast. Yeah, thanks. Good to be back on again. And you're right, 2022 was a year, wasn't it? Was it? Was it ever? Yeah, it's just been one thing after another. A lot has happened. And what are a few of the standout moments for you in 2022 that are memorable ones that you can look back on? Well, I think uh, the most obvious is, uh, you know, November, a uh, year before last, you know, basically uh, Phil Lowe said no interest rate rises until 2024. 
and continue to say that and right up through till uh, pretty much the, <laughs> the end of the previous year. But guess what? That trajectory of rate rises shockingly quick, shockingly big and, and not finished. So that has to be the, the, the number one standout, I think. The second point, which sort of flows on from that, as soon as interest rates start to rise, those with uh, variable rates, of course, have an immediate problem. And so we're already seeing some people finding those mortgage payments rising. But of course, others have fixed rates, which will reset later. And of course, the other factor there is that people's borrowing power, in other words, how much they can now borrow from the banks, are actually dropping dramatically because rates are rising. So all of that's one significant issue. The other one I think is really interesting is how the markets have behaved. So we've started to see property prices in some areas move down quite sharply. And, uh, you know, averaging doesn't really tell, tell you much. You need to look quite granularly at where things are. But I think the third thing is obviously the changing government. And so the emphasis now on shared equity schemes and trying to help people to sort of get into the market. But of course, all of these schemes continue to wreck the market because what they do is they allow a few people to get in, but nevertheless, uh, that they distort the overall market. And there was a Productivity Commission report this year that basically said all of those first-time owner grants, all of those shared equity schemes, they're all distorting the market. They're actually not helping to solve the housing affordability, which is my last point. There's been no real attempt in the last 12 months to address the fundamental problem, which is a strategic problem for us, which is housing affordability. It's harder to get into the property sector today than previously. It's harder to keep your home than previously. And the number of owner occupiers with a property as a proportion of the total population is lower compared with any time up to this point. What we've got is we've got a housing sector that's not helping people to get in. It's not helping people to remain in the market. I give the property market a fail this year. And you you mentioned the gaffe from the governor of the Reserve Bank. I just want to have a look at the the retail because it's looking pretty busy out there today being the 27th. Uh, People are running around shopping and the inflation in the first quarter of 2023, the RBA is going to be looking at those numbers once we get to the end of the year. So what do you think? Do you think the RBA has little choice but to act if that Christmas New Year spend just gets it's way out of hand, drives up the inflation numbers? Uh, there's no doubt in my mind the RBA will move whatever happens with regard to the uh, New Year and Christmas shopping. Uh, the consumer confidence level, of course, is ultra low at the moment. If you look at the latest Roy Morgan data, it's showing that uh, people are very, very um, worried about their financial futures. But nevertheless, over Christmas and over New Year, people spend. And, uh, you know, the real truth is roughly one third of households are really up against it at the moment and have very little buffers and are struggling to make those mortgage repayments. But there's another third that's doing really well. They've got plenty of buffers. They've got plenty of equity. They've had um, significant pay rises. They're the people who are significantly spending. And you've got a third in the middle who are sort of caught between wanting to spend and knowing that they probably can't afford to spend, but will spend some. So in a way, if you look at the average, that's the problem. It masks the differences between the more affluent and the more buffered end of the market compared with those that aren't. And of course, if you're the RBA, you're trying to sort of set a policy to cover everybody when in fact there's such diversity in the population. So it's quite tough to do, but I think the Reserve Bank will lift rates higher. And, you know, the markets are saying, well, we could see rates considerably higher through next year and still stay higher in 2024. So the prospects of rate cuts, I think, are off the agenda for at least the next 12 months.
Yeah, some very good points that you're making. And just coming back to the fixed termers who are facing the, the storm ahead, as you say, there's a third that are pretty comfortable, but there are still a lot of people talking about those reserve people. But over the last couple of weeks, I've noticed that there are cases where people have sold up, sold their home, they want to get in front of this. And the point is, yes, they might have some good reserves, but when you've got that $1 million mortgage, if you're not in that third that you're talking about, the reserves disappear faster than a David Copperfield trick, eh? Well, that's the problem, of course, because the uh, big mortgages are highly leveraged and, and quite a few people are on these fixed rates. But by the middle of next year, about a quarter of the mortgage holders in Australia will be having to address a fixed rate problem. And it's worth recalling that last year and the year before, a typical fixed rate was around 2%. We're going to see rates now typically about 6%. So that's a massive hike up. So no surprise then that some people are waking up to the realisation that they really can't do this anymore. I think we're going to see a flood of new listings coming on in the first uh, half of 2023 as more people wake up to this. There will be some refinancing going on, people trying to be persuaded to extend their mortgage for another 30 years, and that might give them a bit of wriggle room. Or I've seen some um, advisors say, well, what you can do is you can um, just pay interest only for the next few years, and then you know, you can pay off the capital when your superannuation comes up when you when you hit mm-hmm. retirement age. Those are not really, I think, very sensible strategies. They might be sensible for the bank in terms of maintaining mortgage repayments, but many households, I think, will end up paying a lot more in terms of interest than they probably should. Gee, Martin, you're not sounding very festive at this time of the year. <laughs> Sorry, I'll say ho, ho, ho. Drug, drug back. Yeah. I, I do think we, there is some very, very important conversations to be had about mm. cash flow and about choices to make. And I have to f- say, I think that some parts of the property industry are still, frankly, just spruiking to high heaven. There is a reality dawning and it's about the impact of those higher rates and how it's going to play out. That's, I think, worth taking seriously. And of course, you know, if people are trying to get ahead of this and sell up before they get themselves into a real squeeze, it then leads into this final point that I want to make with you this morning, and that is first home buyers in the first half of 2023. I think it's very fair to say that it's going to be a very tight rope to navigate. Yeah, it is. So if you look at borrowing power, in other words, how much you can borrow for a given level of income and savings, for a typical first-time buyer who's going to be highly leveraged, it's now about 30% less than it was a year ago. So in other words, you rock up to your bank, they'll give you less. That means it's much less likely that you can afford to buy the sort of property that you might want. So unless you compromise and buy a unit or buy somewhere a lot further out, many first-time buyers are going to find it really difficult. And then, of course, you've still got to service the debt. And servicing the debt in a rising interest rate environment where incomes are not growing that fast but costs of living are, inflation is still quite strong, is going to be troublesome. So that's no surprise then to see that the volume of first-time buyers is significantly down from where it was. There will be some who can buy and, you know, they'll be able to make some reasonable purchases. But for many people, actually, the right decision would be to hang off and just see how these things play out. Um, What you shouldn't be doing is relying on the prospect of real wages growth in the next year or two. The RBA is saying no real wages growth, you know, that you might see wages rise a little bit, but inflation is still going to be a lot faster. That means that people are continuing to go backwards. So if you're a first-time buyer and you're thinking of entering the market, do your sums carefully and add a 
buffer, a really significant buffer to allow for those situations. Because what you don't want to do is to buy and then find within a year or two, you actually um, have to sell out again, because of course, the acquisition costs of buying a property are huge. So that's really important. I think the final thing to say again, is that it's not uniform across the country. There are some areas where property is more reasonably priced and where first time buyers are probably a little more active. There are other areas, particularly in our major urban centres, where I think first-time buyers will continue to sit on the sidelines for quite some time. A lot to think about, and we're heading towards the end of 2022. Martin, have yourself a fantastic New Year's. Look forward to catching up in 2023 right here on the Real Estate Breakfast. Great to talk to you, and Happy New Year to all your listeners. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 